All right, everybody, welcome to uh, this Sunday school hour on this Lord's Day. Grateful to see all of you. We are excited to continue our uh, missions conference, which kicked off last night. Uh, we heard from Pastor Nick, gave an update on um, the church in Florida, Emmanuel Baptist Church, um, and we talked about there. He talked about the church plan a bit, and then uh, gave us a, a really helpful um, charge to uh, think biblically and to uh, live biblically as it concerns um, evangelism, particularly in our local community. And so, I was very thankful for that. Uh, this morning during Sunday school, we're going to have we're going to hear two updates. Uh, we're going to hear from Illumide. He's going to talk about Lux in Tenebris. And then Pastor Nick will come up and give um, an update on IPTT. And so uh, I'm going to pray. Uh, before that, oh, um, we are taking up a, a special offering this weekend toward missions. And so uh, you can do that either this morning, put a check or something in the box in the back, or this evening, or also just go online and, and give toward missions. Uh, if you have a specific, whether it's Stephen Maggie or Lux and Tenebris or IPTT, if you have a specific one you want to give to, please let us know which one. Otherwise, you can just give to missions and we'll give it where it needs to go. Um, with that, let me open us up with prayer and then Illumide, wherever he is, will uh, we'll come in somewhere. I still don't see him. Oh, <laughs> I was like, he is in here, right? Father, thanks for, uh, for this day, this opportunity that we have to, to think and to hear about uh, these, these, uh, these works uh, around the world that we care so deeply about and are so grateful to be uh, involved with. And, and we ask, O oh Lord, for your, your blessing upon these, these labors. We ask for your help uh, to... Um, to finish projects that need to be finished, um, to think uh, long term about about these these works uh, that they may be blessings not just this year or or this decade, but for for decades or centuries to come if the Lord Jesus would tarry. God, we are thankful for Pastor Nick being here with us again this weekend to minister among us. We pray that you would. Um, that your spirit would uh, empower him to uh, to speak clearly and winsomely with humility and love, that you would give us all by your spirit ears to hear, and uh, and we pray that you would encourage our hearts this morning as we consider uh, these works um, in Nigeria particularly. And Lord, though we are not hearing from them, I do want to pray for Steve and Maggie and Rejoice that they are at 50% support now and ask that you would uh, help them to continue to, to, to dig in, to work hard, to, to make the, the connections needed to raise the funds necessary for their move to Romania. And we pray that you would steady their hearts, that you would help them to continue to persevere and uh, Lord, give them joy in the labor. And even though the fundraising isn't really the labor that they are most excited about. It is a necessary part of all of this for now, and we ask for your um, 
your generosity to overflow to them uh, as they seek to make their way to to Cluj. And uh, it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I see what Nick did there. So that's the flag of Nigeria, green, white, green. Speaking of Nigeria, uh, in 2006, um, when I was still dating my wife, my, father, my father-in-law flew from Boston to Nigeria and he came to see his daughter. And uh, so he said to me, if you're going to marry my daughter, just know that my daughter is coming to the U.S. Are you prepared to come to the U.S.? And I said, well... He said, because I've already filed for my daughter to come over to the U.S. I said, well, if that's what God wants, fine. And he said to me, he said, well, there's only one reason, thing I, I, want, I, I want for anyone that's going to marry my daughter, and that is the person's born again. And he said, since you passed that, that's, that's all. So that was, that was all our conversation. It was just that as long as you are saved, that's it. And I never knew that how the Lord was going to have that happen. That was in 2006. We didn't move to the U.S. until 2017. And how did the Lord have that happen? I was taken from, we got married in southwest Nigeria. I moved to a remote place entirely. Nick can tell you that, how far Lagos is from Egbe, where the seminary is. And I had ministry opportunities in Lagos. I decided to come to Egbe. And the whole thing happened that while I was in Egbe, I met Nick in Egbe, and now I'm here. And why am I saying all of this? This story is because now I'm here, and now the Lord is taking me back again to help the work in Nigeria. Just amazing how um, your prayers here, working with Nick to go to Nigeria, how, that, how the Lord worked all that out to bring a son of Nigeria to the U.S., and now the work is good. It's just amazing how God works all of this out beyond. So uh, what am I saying is just a word of encouragement to you that the Lord is answering your prayers and keep praying and keep supporting the work. Uh, not so much. We don't have, I don't have a lot of update for us. One of the updates I have for our work is that uh, early this year we had, uh, just some months ago, we had signed an agreement with Reformation Heritage to translate uh, Paul Washer's book to the gospel, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ to Yoruba, one of the uh, major tribes in Nigeria. So I just want to announce to you that we have we finished the translation, and we are now in what we call moderation and proofreading, and that's going to be uh, completed in two weeks' time. So that book will be ready for Reformation Heritage to look at it before we go into uh, printing, but we have completed a translation. And I was told, we got an email from Reformation Heritage that said Paul Washer is interested in that translation. And I guess the reason is because Yoruba language is the most spoken language outside of Africa. Yeah, outside of Africa. 
even all over the world. In Brazil, in Brazil, right, they speak Yoruba in Brazil. That's what people don't know. His Yoruba is being spoken by over 51 million people. Of that 51 million people, only about 40 million is in Africa, and they speak it outside of Africa. <laughs> Interesting. So those data was, they found, they found those data and they saw, he said they are, they're really truly interested in that translation. Can you imagine how many people will hear, read that, that book in their native tongue? It's, it's, it's amazing. I have people here already in Nigeria looking forward to hear, to read, see that book uh, in their native language. And then all that, the reason again is because the early missionary work towards Africa was done in West Africa. And the first Bible, the first translation in African language that had full, complete, from Old, Old and New Testament was in Yoruba language. So there's a lot, a lot that is moving towards that and a lot of people want, are looking forward to see this translation uh, printed and they want to read that. That's uh, the update I have on that. Um, we, we put together a roadmap for that. Um, uh, we have a budget about, of about $50,000 to print about 50,000 books. So the idea is to have uh, the cost of printing. Uh, one of the things we had is that God has helped us. There is a mission in Nigeria Republic, which borders Nigeria to the north. They have printed that book, the same book in French. So I reached out to the ministry, and so they are going to be giving us a discount to print it for us, and they will ship it through the northern part of Nigeria into the west. So we, we're getting a discount from them. So it's come now to print one book and to ship and distribute the book will cost like $5 per book, so which includes both printing, shipping, and distribution to anywhere in Nigeria. And so we are working on having as many copies uh, just put it. Uh, come this June, uh, I'll be teaching a class remote, uh, virtually, to a group, about 30 students at uh, uh, the Grace and Truth Theological Seminary in Lagos. They are just coming up. It's a, a new seminary, just building up. So I'll be teaching them um, introduction to biblical theology, uh, 30 students in June. And in October, God, a Lord willing, I'll also be down there having about three conferences I'm going to be speaking at, and I have two seminars to teach also over there. And I think that's uh, basically what I have. Just finally, please be praying for me. There's a lot of work to be done, a lot of things I, I get to do every day, even with my secular job, and it's coming to that point where it's difficult sustaining both at the same time. It is a difficult thing, I will tell you. It is difficult, sustaining both. And for me, and like I shared with the elders, it's not a matter of if um, am I going to if I'm going to full time ministry. No, it's not. It's a matter of when. The Lord has called me, and He's calling me uh, to do this work fully for Nigeria. Don't worry, I'm not moving over to Nigeria. Don't be scared. I'm still here but I can still do the work there. So please pray for me and my family as we together work on this and pray for Lux Internet Bridge as well as we uh, take that walk to Nigeria.
I must tell you, it is, there's a lot of work to be done. As you all know that Conrad Mbewe is going to be with us in July. And I was with Conrad some weeks ago, and someone, one of the elders of a PCA church asked him, what will it take for us to have a reformation in Africa, that continent? And Conrad said, if you get Nigeria and South Africa, the whole Africa will follow. He said, but most importantly, if you can get Nigeria to lead the reformation, the whole Africa will follow. And what's, why? The state I grew up in, the population of that state is more than Zambia. And Zambia, where Conrad is, has almost 100 reformed churches, reformed church there. The whole of Nigeria, we have less than 10 reformed church. And this is over 220 million people. And so Conrad said, if you can get Nigeria to lead, the whole Africa will follow. So it's not a surprise that God sent Nick to Nigeria. The Lord has been planning this work. The Lord has gone ahead of us. So be encouraged. Thank you. Good to see a lot of familiar faces. I don't, uh, I don't see any new faces yet. I'm sure I will later for a worship service, but glad to be back with you guys, and uh, we had a good, a good time last night, and uh, I'm thankful to be able to, to give you some updates on this work that we've been doing together uh, since 2010, and uh, now specifically focused on the uh, seminary since 2013, the Institute of Pastoral and Theological Training, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of new updates to give. I was uh, there again back in October into November, uh, Lord willing, traveling back again this coming October. Um, my, my trips, I have tried to uh, shorten a bit. Um, what's, what's wrong? I'm muted? I'm on, bro. I'm, I'm all systems go. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm trying to go about uh, two weeks now instead of four, twice a year, um, but that's uh, all because we now have a lot of, um, we have a lot of help on the ground and uh, starting to transition to more Nigerian leadership, which has been the goal all along, so I'm very thankful for that. So I just want to give you some updates in terms of numbers, where we're at with everything, and what we have been up to. So, uh, so far... Here's where we are in total since 2013. We've had at least 70 students come through the Institute. Now, uh, you're going to compare this to our graduation numbers and say, well, that's not a very good uh, ratio. Um, but uh, we have refused uh, to, um, uh, to lessen our academic standards, and that's one of the things that has set us apart from other uh, theological institutions that are in Nigeria, and one of the things that we believe will posture us to eventually become, um, in good uh, Nigerian overspeak, the premier theological institute in West Africa. So uh, we're going to continue with that. <clears throat> we, have, uh, we have added another year of study to do some preparatory work to help hopefully get guys through the program. Uh, we've included a class on, on writing and research. We've included a class on uh, formal logic and reason. 
And uh, some of these things will be helpful for the men uh, moving forward, things they never received in their uh, education previously. Uh, we do have nine graduates now, five uh, MAs, three BAs, and one diploma. One of those graduates is the guy you just heard from, uh, our very first valedictorian. And uh, so he is the fruit of your giving. It's been wonderful to watch uh, his story unfold. Uh, just a reminder of some things we've done through the years. In 2013, we began with, uh, with regular books and solar-powered MP3 players and trying to bring those across. Uh, uh, in, uh, we had to travel with all those books, and it was heavy and expensive. And then the next year, we moved to uh, a tablet that was designed by a Nigerian who now lives in California. And that was helpful until those things broke and we couldn't find anyone to fix them. So then we moved to Amazon Kindle Fire tablets in 2015. And we used all those up until last year. And then last year we moved all of our curriculum uh, online completely. So we have moved away from uh, the tablets. The men have to use their own computers, but they can get everything they need online now. So that's been a big cost savings and uh, work savings for us as well. We used to spend weeks, Sam and I would sit in the office and load books and lectures on these tablets and make sure they all worked, and it was a huge hassle. So we're grateful to be beyond that now. Um, <clears throat> right now, the students are receiving 30 courses over the course of their education. Eight of those are live modules when we visit. 22 of them are lectures provided to us by the Reformed Baptist Seminary. In 2015, we purchased 10 plots of land. Uh, the next year, we had our first graduating class of five students. That same year, we broke ground for our campus. In 2018, we had built enough on the campus uh, to have our first classes at uh, IPTT. In 2019, we had our second graduating class, which was four students. And, uh, and there again, the Alegbe of Egbe, uh, the king, came uh, and uh, joined us for that graduation ceremony, as well as a small entourage of his, uh, of his people, which was uh, very encouraging uh, to see their support for our work. In 2020, our dean of academics, Olamide Falashe, he moved to Egbe. He began his work there full time. And just last year, we hired a new administrator and assistant to the dean. He began full-time work, and, uh, and I'll get to this in just a moment. We also began last year's steps for a church plant in Egg Bay. <clears throat> just some things. Uh, our community engagement, that's me just this last year. This guy is the second in charge to uh, the uh, Egg Bay called the, tell, correct me if I'm wrong, Lumide, the Ba'ala. Bale, Bale, sorry, the Bale. So he's, uh, he's the second in charge, which uh, um, was a, a, he invited us to come and meet with him and to hear about the work and everything that's going on. So we've been able to engage the community on a more rapid pace, having guys full-time there on the ground now. In 2015, we uh, enjoyed the Egg Bay uh, Unity Day. 2016, Egg Bay broke ground in 2022, last year, um, before I came, they held a gospel conference, and there were just over 100 people in attendance um, from the community. Had that meeting in uh, this last year as well. Over the course of our time there, we have provided over 40 jobs for the local community, and uh, right now, with the building project continuing, 
uh, we have uh, put about $75,000 a year in their local economy. So to us, that may not sound like a whole lot of money. To them, it is substantial. Uh, we started a student sponsorship program this year, and uh, each of our students, all 10 of the, uh, the new students coming in, are all now fully funded. So each student is matched up with a sponsor here in the United States, and they're providing uh, monthly funding in order to help them uh, to cover all of their uh, expenses uh, for their education. Uh, they have regular contact and interaction with their sponsors just to check up with them, give them some accountability and encouragement along the way. Uh, this covers all of their course materials and all of their travel expenses when they're there. It's a significant expense for them to travel from where they live, to come into Egg Bay, uh, to stay in a, a hotel, to eat that whole week. So the sponsors have uh, taken care of all of that. However, we're still requiring them to pay 7,500 Naira per semester just to make sure they have a little skin in the game and they don't take uh, advantage of the situation. So, um, and as a result of this, we have already seen an increase in their productivity and their commitment to the study. Uh, they, they have that accountability. Uh, we've really pressed hard on them to say, you don't want to let your sponsors down, so make sure uh, their investment is worth, uh, worth what they're giving. And that's been a, a great blessing. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Yeah, about ten dollars right now. Yeah, seven, seven hundred, seven hundred and fifty naira to the dollar is about where we're at today. Tomorrow it could be nine hundred. Who knows? To them, it is. Yeah, yeah. Most of these guys, uh, our new class of guys, um, other than. Illumide's brother, most of them are very young, um, and uh, they don't have jobs, and they're already living in communities that a, about a dollar to two dollars a day is, is their regular income. So ten dollars is uh, pretty significant. Uh, here's our dean and our new administrator, Olamide Falashe. You've seen him before, our academic dean, the vice president of the school, and next to him, uh, Landry, I affectionately refer to as Larry. He's our administrator, our assistant to the dean. He is a second-year student, and uh, Lanry also has, uh, him and his wife just had a baby about two weeks ago, so pray for Lanry. I uh, sent him a message the other day, said, are you getting any sleep? And he said, sleep reduced 60%. <laughs> He's a wonderful man. We're very thankful to have him, very humble, very gracious, and is doing a wonderful job for us. Here's our new students. Uh, I went uh, in October. That's Pastor Chris Marley from Miller Valley Baptist Church in uh, Arizona. Uh, this was his uh, second trip. That guy, the, the non-white guy standing next to me, that is a guy that maybe you don't recognize, but if you look close enough, you'll see a resemblance to one of your elders. That's uh, Illumide's brother. Um, and then, uh, and you can see a lot of, a lot of younger men there, um, and we're very thankful. Some of those men, two of those men, came to us and said, um, I, I want to be in ministry. I've not gotten any training yet. I want to be a Reformed Baptist pastor. So they've, they've, been, uh, they've been learning online. They go to YouTube, watch videos. Uh, they heard about us, and uh, they came specifically to us because they want to be Reformed Baptist pastors, which uh, is music to my ears. So they're doing very well. All right, just some updates on our building project. Here is, 
the home of IPTT. So I'll cycle through some of these. You can see our academic building there. Um, and we are, in terms of the construction, we're pretty much done with the academic building. All three classrooms, library, office space, administrative space, bathrooms, everything is complete. And we're very thankful. There's some, that's our, our entry area there, the long hallway of classrooms. <clears throat> this was just uh, this past year uh, with our new students. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, books in our library now, many of these are things you've donated with our book drives. Um, in God's providence, uh, there's, uh, you've heard me talk in the past, if you remember, I've talked about the hospital uh, that is there in Egg Bay. It is uh, where Madupe used to work, actually, and uh, that, is, um, that project was taken over some years ago by a man who, um, he's Canadian, uh, but he grew up in Egg Bay. His parents uh, got the hospital going. He grew up there, went to school there, eventually came to the United States. He started a, um, an aircraft uh, maintenance company down in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, then when the hospital started to go down, he took that project over, and they have, um, they've uh, redone the hospital and uh, started a nursing school, and it's expanded substantially. And uh, they, they're pouring millions of dollars into that project, and it continues to do well. Well, um, he's now, he, he, his business for over 50 years now is right there in Fort Lauderdale. And so Don Campion is his name, and Don and I have uh, been able to develop a friendship since I've been down there, we've known about each other. We've communicated through email before, but uh, we, we've met up several times now, and they have, uh, they have been very gracious in allowing us to put materials to include all these books on their shipping containers without cost, and they send them for us. It arrives in Egg Bay, and, and they'll, they even provide the forklift to bring them over to the school. And uh, so one of those, that's a significant cost for us, just to ship something over is very expensive, especially the weight of books. So uh, we're going to try and do another book drive. We need more books in the library, but uh, it's looking good. Uh, it's starting to look like uh, it can be uh, useful. Uh, so we're very excited about that. This is our office space for, uh, for, our, uh, for our dean, and uh, he's been working out of their office. Uh, our guest house was our next uh, big project uh, to work on, so our dean can move out of the uh, the house we're renting. We're we're paying about five hundred dollars a year for him to live there, so we want to save that five hundred dollars and let him move on to the campus and be there uh, present full time. So I know five hundred dollars—that's my electric bill every month, let alone rent for a whole entire year. Um, so uh, the guest house is coming along. Uh, very well, and it is almost complete as well. And I'll show you some interior pictures here in a minute. I want to show you our new security team. These guys are top-notch. Uh, we, we had a security team. The guys stopped showing up to work. Uh, they weren't, and then we had an incident. Someone came on the campus, tried to steal some stuff from us. Thankfully, someone else was around and caught them and ran them off. So, uh, so we hired a new team. Uh, these guys are all a part of the Egg Bay Militia, which means they, uh, they are already licensed to carry firearms. Um, they're all hunters, and, uh, and so we had custom uniforms made for them, bought them some equipment, some vests, flashlights, billy clubs, all of that, and they have their guns, and um, 
um, Olamide has made a very, um, a, a very detailed list of items of things they need to do while they're on shift, and uh, they work eight-hour shifts on rotation. There's always two guys there at the same time, and uh, they're doing a great job, and they're looking good while they're doing it, so we're very thankful for them. Uh, we built, uh, we have a little guardhouse up front where they stay, so uh, as they, in the middle of the night, if one of them wants to rest, they got a little cot, there's a bathroom, there's a shower in there as well, I don't have a picture of that, you know what a shower looks like, and then just a little space for them uh, so they have a place to, to hang out uh, while they're on, on duty. Uh, this is our, uh, this is portions of our guest house that, uh, that uh, top picture there is uh, the long stretch in front of all of the, the rooms, so uh, eventually we're going to put a screen up across there, uh, mosquito netting as they would call it, it's just a screen like you have in your window. Um, it's going to go all the way across, so we have a little patio area to hang out, and then uh, there's, um, there are four rooms, four guest rooms. Um, two of them are for two people, and two of them are for one person each. And in the middle, there's a common area, a dining room, and a very large uh, kitchen. So uh, this, is, uh, this is coming along very nicely. There on the bottom uh, picture is a laundry house, so the laundry facilities and uh, the maintenance, um, everything maintenance-related uh, will be stored in there, and uh, they'll work out of there. So... It's all coming along great. This is one of the guest rooms. The tiles uh, may give you a seizure, so be careful not to look too long. Um, I told Olamide, sent me a picture after they tiled it, and I said, I'm grateful the work is done. That is the ugliest bathroom I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, he reminded me, which is true, he said, Nigerians are all about utility. We don't care what it looks like. And... Uh, and if you spend much time in Nigeria, you know that is true. Um, but, uh, but it's done, so we're thankful for that. Um, all of the uh, bathrooms and all of the, uh, the rooms have been tiled, uh, plastered. They're about to start painting. Uh, the roofs have all been fixed, and, um, and all is well in those rooms. So coming along very well. So the building project is uh, nearly complete. I wanted to say that for years. Uh, but we have had a, a nice infusion of cash over the last uh, year, and we've been able to pour it all into there, um, fix, uh, make a few repairs on some things. Um, we do have a few uh, major expenses still. We're, we'll have to, with the guest house now, we're going to have to uh, drill another well and get uh, some more water in there, and then the big expense is going to be our electricity costs, but uh, that's coming along, and I'll give you an update on that in just a moment. So what is this costing us every year? Our annualized uh, costs, here we have, our, we have six employees now, so we have the um, security, uh, actually I have more than six. We have eight employees now. Um, we have the four security guards, we have Olamide, uh, Lanry, and then uh, we have a, uh, a cleaner. Uh, she's there to clean a few times a week, and then we have um, another administrator that's kind of doing a little uh, paperwork on the side. So um, about 15000 a year to cover our salaries, uh, fuel and uh, travel for uh, trips uh, each year, about $5,000. Uh, the rental of Olamide's home is $500. Our, uh, our modules, when we're there every year, we put in about $1,500 uh, for, uh, for the students and materials. 
legal fees now that we are a, uh, a fully functioning institution. Every year we have things we have to pay to the federal government and uh, we have to hire our lawyer and uh, they do a lot of work for us. So 1500 bucks that's for a whole year, not per hour like an American attorney, so we are very thankful for that. And then when we have graduations, it costs us about $1,000 to buy all the food and rent the sound equipment and everything. So uh, per year, we're at about nah, close to $25,000 per year to operate the school. Uh, One-time building expenses, things we still have uh, going. Uh, now that the academic building is complete, we need to furnish it. And with furnish, I mean also put in air conditioning units and uh, all of the desks and chairs. We have quite a few, but not enough. And, uh, and uh, an administrative area we want to build out there. So I think uh, we have uh, locals building all of the furniture for us, so uh, about $1,500 for that. Uh, to complete the guest house, the final uh, touches on that, about 20000 is still needed. Uh, to set up on the public power grid, it's going to cost us about $2,500. I have to come, put up a pole, run the lines. Um, I'm sure we'll have to um, uh, hand over a few uh, Naira here and there uh, under that, um, but we'll get it done eventually. Uh, but our goal is to not rely on the public power at all because it is entirely unreliable. So um, we, want a, uh, we want to be fully uh, powered by solar, and um, many of you know Josh Rice. He's a member of the church at Grace Baptist Taylor's. He has a business now where he does solar power, and he is an uh, a authorized distributor of uh, Tesla uh, solar batteries and everything. Um, so Josh is going to travel with me to get an assessment of our needs and provide uh, a cost for all of that. And then a, a very generous donor reached out to me and said, whatever it costs to bring solar power to that, including all the shipping of the materials and everything, I'm going to pay for. So about $40,000 is what we're looking at. That's fully funded once we can get it done. So praise God for that. Uh, that's going to be power for the whole campus to include security lighting all around and, um, and running our ACs and everything else. Uh, we do want to have a backup generator. Those things are very large and loud and, uh, and smell of diesel. But those would be about $10,000. Uh, to finish our driveway paving, we have to pave that thing. All the uh, water erosion there is significant during the rainy season, so we need to get that all paved out, do landscaping, and finalize some security. Right now we have concertina wire all around uh, the fence, but we're going to replace that with a more permanent solution. So we're looking at about five grand there. And there's land available right next to us. And uh, we want to buy as much of that as we can. So um, you would hope that I would come and say, hey, once this is done, we're done building. Uh, now we, need, we, want to, um, we want to build some housing for our students when they come. If they want to move there, they have a place to live, or if they come for classes, they have a place to, uh, to stay. So in the meantime, we've had a very generous um, woman here in the U.S. She's Nigerian. Her, her father, I interviewed him uh, and on video about three days before he died. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, his daughter here in the U.S. got a hold of us and said, hey, my father had this, it was a massive house, huge house. He used to be an ambassador from Nigeria to the U.S. and Canada, lived in this massive home all by himself. And she said, when your students come, they can stay at the house. We're not using it for anything else. So we've been doing that, but we do want a more permanent solution for our students in time. Um, 
And so we're looking at our total remaining need uh, of all of this around 80,000 uh, 80, or so. But uh, that being said, based on what Pastor Sam said earlier, I do ask if you are if you're giving to uh, missions this weekend, special offerings, don't give it to IPTT. We have a lot of funding coming in between EBC, between RBC, between other churches uh, that have heard about our work, that have been able to uh, to let them know what's going on. Um, yes, we still need a lot of money, but I I want to see um, LIT succeed. I want to see the cars go to. Romania. So give your money to them. Uh, we, don't, we don't need additional funds uh, from that right now. So just an appeal uh, to help uh, fund their work. So here's some future uh, plans for us. We are working on our academic accreditation through an African agency. We're also going to partner with a, a U.S. agency called ACTS. It's the same agency that, um, that is the accrediting agency for the Reformed Baptist Seminary. Um, so part of that is we have to build out a website, and Derek is helping us uh, do that. So we have an online presence, um, and then uh, and part of that as well is we need to continue to expand our library. Uh, people find it odd, but uh, in order to get accreditation, academic institutions have to have a certain number of books in their library. And it doesn't matter what those books are, um, but they just have to be there on the shelves. Uh, so we need more books. Um, we're trying to recruit new Nigerian lecturers. Um, our goal all along has been that this becomes a, a Nigerian institution, but we're not going to uh, compromise our theology. We're not going to compromise what uh, we're teaching and how we're teaching it. So we need competent, qualified men. It's going to take time, but we have introduced more and more Nigerians into the teaching, and, uh, and in time we want them to all be there. Um, we're going to continue. Uh, we're going to ramp up our efforts uh, to host conferences, uh, continue to preach at other churches. Um, this past year, I was back in Port Harcourt with Crystal Vine Community, preaching there, uh, working with them toward reforming that church. And they're, um, every time I go, they're moving along, and I'm very thankful for what I'm seeing there. So uh, that's been going well. Uh, as I mentioned, we... we uh, and I say we, I really haven't had much to do with it, but there's uh, been a church planting effort there in Egg Bay. Olamide had been hosting a Bible study in his home once a week for people. I mentioned the uh, nursing school at the hospital. A lot of those young ladies have, uh, have come from other communities. They had a great desire to meet for Bible study. They didn't find any churches in the area to their liking. Um, and so they were meeting. That continued to grow. More and more people were coming. And so we talked to Lanry, our assistant, and asked him, would you like uh, to consider um, being a church planter? And we'll, we'll help you through all of this. And so uh, he's taken that on. So they have rented a space. They've all paid for it themselves. Um, at EBC, we just had a, a women's conference, and they raised about $2,500 at that to give to the church plant so they could buy some, uh, some chairs and, and things they needed to, to meet in that space. And so now they're meeting on Wednesday nights for prayer. They're meeting Sunday morning and Sunday evening for worship. And, uh, and they're getting all their constitution, bylaws written, and everything else. And hopefully, uh, by the time I go back there, they'll be constituted as, a, as the Egg Bay Reformed Baptist Church. And, um, and they have about 30 people showing up now. Um, and that continues to grow. We're very, very thankful. That's what I've always wanted. Uh, and 
really, I didn't want to be the one who sort of kicked it off. I wanted to see that happen organically, and it has. I'm very, very grateful for that. So I'll show you a picture of them in just a moment. Um, <clears throat> mentioned the land purchase for student housing. Uh, in time, we want to have full-time in-person instruction, move everything offline uh, to where we're able to do all the classes there residentially. Um, we have a big dream in time. We've talked to uh, Conrad as well. In Zambia, they started the African Christian University. Many of you know that um, once that got off the ground, Bodie Balcom left Texas, moved to Zambia with his family, and he, uh, he is the president of that uh, university there now. We'd love to do the same thing in Nigeria. Now, talk about significant cost and administration. Um, it'll take time to get to that, but I believe uh, that hopefully, before I die, we can at least see the beginnings of that. Um, and again, we're making progress toward full Nigerian control of the seminary. Finally, a picture here. When I was there, uh, we met with the fellowship. We had a little conference. Uh, some of the people, that's the space they now uh, rent to meet in, and, uh, and things are going well, and it's ga- gained the interest of the community. They've been coming, worshiping, and uh, asking a lot of questions about this new church plant and what they are and what they believe and and why they thought it was necessary because there are 64,000 other churches right there in town. So, um, but it's going well. We're very grateful for uh, that getting off the ground. So that's the uh, that's the quick and dirty of it all. What uh, any questions that you might have? Nothing. Okay, Russ. I'm uh, going back in October. Uh, Chris Marley is going to go back with me since he still has time left on his visa. Alexander Wade is planning on traveling with me this year. Um, Hopefully Josh Rice can go as well. So hopefully a group of guys, we can all go together and get things done. And uh, and I'm trying to arrange with Illumide so our trip are are at the same time. We were at the same time last year, but uh, our schedules never lined up, so we never actually saw each other. Um, But uh, but yeah, we've got a good group going, so... Yeah, Derek. Are you under any pressure right now? I'm sorry? Are you under any pressure or someone's Chris Okugu is our treasurer. He's still there in Abuja. Um, Chris and Kamira are planning to move to the United States. They've been working toward that. So uh, they're either going to move here or they're going to move to Florida. They haven't decided yet. Um, so I think once they figure out how much it costs to live in Florida, you might have new church members here. <laughs> yeah, Maggie. Yeah, good question. Um, I think uh, probably before the end of the year, we'll try to host another uh, book drive, and I will uh, beg and plead Christina to, uh, to handle that up here, and we'll do it uh, down in Florida as well. And um, they send shipping containers twice a year, so I've got to find out when the next one's scheduled and give a few months' advance notice so we can do that. Thanks for asking. Yeah. That guy that you're that's shipping that stuff, the Canadian... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's um. Yeah. He's a, he's a, a dear Christian man. Um. His, I say maintenance. It makes it sound like a small fries. This is a huge operation. Um. He pretty much. 
Yeah. So he pretty much owns the vast majority of the municipal airport in Fort Lauderdale for Banyan Air Services inside their building. Sam and Jesse have been there. The inside of this building is gorgeous, and it's, it's work on all of these uh, private aircraft. So I'm sure a lot of your planes go through there. But um, oh, Okay, yeah. Yeah, so he, um, yeah, faithful Christian man. His, his whole family is involved in the ministry. They have a huge staff of Nigerians and Americans. Um, and Canadians, and, uh, and they're doing good work there. But, um, but yeah, Christian, uh, Christian family, Christian-run hospital, and uh, very generous man. Sure. Yeah, so two things about that. Uh, one is the vast majority of the news you hear about the persecution of the church in Nigeria is in the north. Uh, we're in the south. Um, so the north is, is uh, mostly uh, Islamic rule. What's that? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, so, yeah, north central. Um, so, uh, so when you get, especially up in the northeast, near Kano, all these areas where Boko Haram has a, a large footprint, that's where a lot of that happens. The second thing is, um, and this is actually a good thing, uh, sometimes, not always, but sometimes those reports are overinflated because they, they, they're trying to make a political point and to, uh, to drive people away or to, to say, you know, this is really dangerous and so you need our leadership so we can take care of these problems. So there's some of that going on as well. But I will say um, one of our uh, graduates, um, his daughter was at a church and, uh, and she was there, she was going to school, and, um, and she was in a church service, and someone came in and started shooting, and she got hit in the arm, and uh, she survived all of that, thank God, but, um, but it, it's certainly there, there's a presence. The bigger, the bigger issues around places like Egg Bay are robberies um, on the roads, and so now we used to just drive those roads freely, now we have the militia escort us, um, and so we get through all the checkpoints and everything uh, as well with them there, so... We've got good security, and I mean, you saw our guys. Who wants to mess with them, right? So, <laughs> all right, I guess we're out of time, right? All right, good. Well, thanks, guys, for uh, listening, your prayers, your support through the years, and I uh, want to keep you, uh, continue keeping you updated on the work. Uh, so let me pray. <clears throat> Father, thank you again for this time. We're so grateful for your blessing on our efforts in Nigeria. And we pray, oh God, that you, uh, that you would help us to continue to be faithful, uh, to, uh, to conduct this work in a way that is glorifying to you, that you are pleased to continue to prosper it. Uh, we pray that from our labors that you would raise up faithful men uh, to be uh, preachers, to be pastors, to be missionaries to the world. And, uh, and Lord, that all of Nigeria and the continent of Africa would be changed through these efforts in time. And so we pray, Lord, that you would take uh, dominion uh, through your people and through our efforts over all of that land, and uh, that the name of Christ would be on the lips of every man, woman, and child, uh, and that every knee would bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, we don't want to stop short of that in any way. And so we pray you would do it all for your glory, for the fame of your name in that land. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.